I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty you, real. He is terrible! Give me fucking truth, baby. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. I like wood inside. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host this week, Lance, as Jay is moving to a hot spot in a couple ways. The hottest. Very hot there. Plus, he's going to get COVID. So, and stabbed by fucking uh, bath salts Florida man. Uh, but first, he's going to get drowned in a hurricane. So yeah. maybe two. He almost timed it perfectly where he would have been moving during the hurricane, like driving <laughs> toward. He's driving not only towards the hurricane, but towards like the epicenter of the pandemic. Just so excited about my move. Yeah. So yeah, Godspeed, uh, Godspeed, Jay. That's a storm chaser, yeah. prime town. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. And and Wes is. Um, I don't I don't remember what he said. I think he has like tons of shit going on work wise. So. Just I'm uh, pretty sure the the storm is may have been a, yeah he's fucking yeah. his his sod up so I'm sure yeah. he has to to clean that shit up you know got to protect the sod. That's right. How's it going, uh, New Sean? Uh it's all right. I mean, it is what it is. We, we've kind of hit a lull. I feel in the UFC, we got some some heaters coming up, but uh, I mean, I guess it's better than no sports, and that's kind of what's happening right now. Yeah, um, it could be worse, I guess. I, I think I read that there's no weekends off until like Christmas, December twelfth, <laughs> December something like that. Yeah, wow. yeah, no days that's, off, baby. That's yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, even even bad cards. I'd rather a bad card than no card. And maybe I, I've been watching MMA for a long time, but like I have it on my TV. If it's a really shitty card, maybe I'll put it on the other TV, watch a movie. But, like, I don't mind if they're shitty card. I'd rather a shitty card than no card, I, I guess. But we do need some bangers to come you're, in. You're in luck, then. <laughs> yep, I this, feel like if there wasn't uh, a pandemic and I wasn't stuck at home anyways, I definitely would have skipped some of these cards. But I'm stuck yeah. at home anyway. Like, yeah, what would well, I be you made doing? a mistake of having kids, so. <laughs> yeah. What would I be doing <laughs> on a Saturday night at, at 9 or 10 o'clock anyway? I mean, so, doesn't doesn't really affect me. Brad, how are you doing? I know you're... You're in the move, just not going to uh, Florida. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I, I make good decisions, so yeah. you know, I'm, safe decisions. Took took possession of a house uh, on Friday, last Friday, and just been doing work on it all week, and everything gets moved in tomorrow. So next week, you uh, won't see me with this lovely background here, and uh, I'll be in a real setup with. You know, gonna miss maybe it. A real microphone. Look I know out. it's sexy, right? It's pretty nice. We have horrible storms going on right here, so just in case I go away, it's because my power went out. Seems to gotcha. happen a lot to you, Lance. I got my, you know, um, Team Ramrod shirt on from Super Troopers, right? Yeah, Car Ramrod. I mean, if all cops were these cops. The world might be a little bit better of a place, you know. So they, they got place. a new they got a new TV show coming out, eh? I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but there's a uh, Super Troopers television show. No, but the guys that did Super Troopers. 
Oh, the Broken Lizard? Or yeah, Broken Lizard, guys. I don't know if it's all of them. It's definitely some of them. Uh, and it's on a weird channel in the States. I forget which one it is. Hopefully Fox. it's like uncensored. I, no, I never I watched <laughs> Super Troopers 2. I assume nope, it was terrible. It, it was okay. I mean, it was, it was what, it was, it was what exactly you what expect. you'd expect. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't, it was exact, literally exactly. I was like, I laughed a few times. It was stupid. I, I, and I, when I watched, when I, Super Troopers came out, I was younger and dumber and everything yes. else. Yeah. And like, it if it with the times better. Yes. And there's a lot of movies like that. Like, you know, I was younger and like, you know, high school and stuff like that. When all like, I feel like all the dumb comedies, like when I was in high school and college and even middle school a little bit, that's when like all the dumb comedies came out, which I wonder if they would have been as good when I was you know, older. They would probably be. not. No. Like uh, if, if Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison came out now, as opposed to when I was like 12, n- not the same. Like if I watched the Tom Green show right now, <laughs> no chance. would I like it as much as I did back what then? It? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some bits that that still carry weight, but there there's a lot of stupidity. Is but Tom the Green, Green the show. is Tom Green the pound for pound number one Canadian? Um, top ten, top ten, <laughs> right? You got to be top ten. I mean, he was in an early '90s rap group as well, so he's got that going for him. Yeah, he had the Bum so. Bum song, and then he had the song about uh, feeling your balls for cancer, and then he had the Monica Lewinsky thing. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. My favorite he some, Tom he had some heaters in the nineties. Oh, he did. My favorite Tom Green bit was the uh, it was the scuba man. Do you remember that skit he had? <laughs> uh, where he he went to a mall and he jumped in one of those water fountains and he said he is scuba man and he steals from the poor and gives to the rich and said he was taking all these coins and going to the bank. Yeah, and we're just gonna give him all the money. <laughs> it was like one of the best. Like Tom Green was like when you think of all the shows that came out, like that kind of like slapstick, like reality comedy, all thing, like jackass you know. sort of stuff. Yeah, like it, around the same, like even like Chappelle show and stuff like that. Like Tom Green did, you know, skits and funny things and stuff like that. Like he was one of like the early early ones with that. So I don't know how we started talking about Tom Green so much, but the <laughs> Monica not? the Monica Lewinsky thing too. When you fake married Monica Lewinsky, that was cool. yeah. Yeah. Monica Lewinsky is, uh, you know, she's uh, she's got a sense of humor about her entire life, which I appreciate. She got the job done. Yeah, she did. <laughs> you kind you kind of have to at this point. I, yeah. I think I think it was either it was either Rock or Chappelle, and they, he had this skit a long time ago. It might have been it was it might have been bigger. No, it wasn't bigger. But it might have been on Rock's one from like 15 years ago, and they were talking about he was talking about Monica Lewinsky. He's like, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been Reggie from Safeway. <laughs> not the president of the United States. Like that's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, now it eh. <laughs> now it would be worse. I Reggie at Safeway would be pretty yeah, pretty that's good. A, that's a step up. <laughs> yeah. So enough about random random things. Um, Let's talk about random fights. Yeah, so we can go to random fights as uh, last week. I don't even know the names of fight cards anymore. It's it's gotten so confusing because every card is like on ESPN and ESPN Plus, and I don't understand. It yeah. feels like this would like last week was like ESPN like forty seven. Um, apparently, it, it, it was 15. it was only the fifteenth, yeah. But like, I don't think they must have. I, I don't. I feel like I've watched seventeen events on ESPN this year, like from the pandemic. Like I feel like I have, but maybe not. I mean, um, for us, it's all been on TSN for the last, what, yeah. decade? <laughs> so yeah. it, it doesn't Same make channel. a difference. Yeah. It, 
Uh, see, mine's like ESPN, or I have to like go to my app for ESPN Plus. So, a bit different. Um, but yeah, we we had a card. Um, we we did have some fights. Uh, there were some okay fights. I enjoyed yeah. some things on this card. <laughs> um, I ended up, you know, starting off way way down, and then came back and made a bit of money. So that's always that's always solid. But um, I guess we'll jump right in into a pretty big upset. Um, it was a, ended up being a catchweight fight, but it was Trevin Jones defeating, uh, Tamor Valiev by TKO and, uh, a fight that Valiev had a 10-8 first and then just died. He just insta died, which that's the problem when you bet on, you know, minus 500 guys or whatever it is. And they, they're not finishers. You always have that risk. Nuchon? Yeah. I mean, that was, it was wild. Like, I mean, that that fight was close to being stopped, I think, in the first. I mean, the the ref gave the guy quite a lot of leash. Uh, I think Valiev didn't get as much leash, but it was kind of a different. He was he was out, and it was just a different way. Like it was, one was a beatdown, and one was just like a flash and and smash. So uh, it's kind of shitty. Lose to some random dude. He was pretty hyped up. I know he, he a bunch of his fights we bet on, and then they ended up getting canceled. And then they throw him in with, as a huge favorite, and fucking yep. gets knocked out in his UFC debut. Not a great start. Fred, I was actually okay with the lack of stoppage and the stoppage. Um, I thought they were much different. I thought he Valia was out. He you know he had that flash knockout. He was kind of his head was bouncing a little bit. Uh, what were your thoughts on on the stoppage? Uh, I'll take your word for it because I haven't seen it. Fair, fair. <laughs> oh, we're always, you know, together yeah, in these. Exactly. Things. Yeah, Val- Valiev, not great. Um, no, we talk about this all the time. I yeah, always, like you said, I, he's not a finisher, so it looks yeah. like he went for a finish early and sort of gassed out, <laughs> blew himself out, and <laughs> yeah, not great. Yep, and, and that's the thing. Like you got when you're fighting basically regional guys at the big show. Um, you gotta, you gotta finish your fights. Not, not even just because you might lose, but because no one gives a shit if you lay on somebody. And I feel like he actually went out there and tried to get a finish and looked, looked good. You know, he caught him with some stuff. I mean, that, that fight looked 99% done, but he would, you know, Jones was never like out of it. He was never like out. He never like fell yeah. down his face on the mat. Like, so, oh well. Um, next fight, Valley of by decision. It's a lock. Lock. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Next, we go to the welterweight division. It was Matthew Simusberger versus Carlton Minus. Um, I barely paid attention, but yeah, Did, didn't watch it. It happened. Brad, didn't you Wasn't... bet on the guy that lost? I think he said if you want, if you do, you should bet Minus, but I don't oh, think he did. I remember Brad saying something about Carlton. And I was like, well, I don't know who these guys are. I remember Brad saying Carlton. I guess I'll pick him in Tout Master. <laughs> Yep. All I know is that there was like a 10-8 and then one judge scored one round for the other guy and just like, just like normal judges are all over the fucking place. Yeah, we we had a 30-26 and a 29-28. Yeah. yeah. Don't perfect. Don't care about this fight. Yep. Yep. Um, I got this next one wrong. Um, You got ninja'd. I did. Uh, Lance, we should have, we should have compromised, like I said. I know, I, I was, I was gonna bet the under, I was gonna bet the under, and then the under one and a half moved to like minus 150, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just take, I'll take Villanueva. And, you know, it, if the cut doesn't stop, I don't know how that fight goes, honestly. Right through a bunch of stuff early, who knows? That kid, that kid still sucks ass, and people yeah. are actually tweeting, like, this is just MMA Twitter in general, right? 
this guy's a good prospect and what power and this, and this. He won by a cut. And like Villanueva got hit with everything in that first two minutes. And like he was pushing forward and pushing him against it almost seemed like you know, he was he was doing okay and started pushing him against the fence, like and he's not good at all. Like I didn't bet Villanueva because I thought he was good. Um Wright still sucks and they're gonna have to find some kind of piece of garbage if if Wright's gonna be laying some juice again. Sean C M Punk. Ooh. <laughs> luckily make- luckily there's a lot of garbage on the UFC roster at this point. Uh so they, they could find one, but yeah, you uh I think you're going to get some opportunities to to cash in on that vape plant because he is not good. And Mm-mm. I don't know if those guys are being serious, pumping they this were. guy up. Yeah, I, I, I also saw a tweet that seemed like they were kind of fucking pumping him up as so a you, joke. Yeah, I so, so I don't know. So there's one of those, ar- so. there's one of those articles um, where it's like you give grades and ratings to people like after the cards. And one of them I saw was like ESPN or, or one of those, and I clicked into it by – I'm an idiot, and I guess I hate myself. You hate yourself, um, yep. And they had uh, grades for newcomers on there. And there was a bunch of newcomers in this card, and, and the highest one was, was Jordan Wright, and he got like an A as their as their grade. He was fighting a literal – well, not literal. Almost literal. Someone who lives in a literal trash can. <laughs> he lives in a trash can. Brad, you you big you, – you high on the ninja? Oh, <laughs> So uh, <laughs> this was the one bet uh, that I actually won on this card was the under one and a half in this fight. So uh, thanks to him for that. But uh, yeah, this he's not good. He, I was kicking myself. He's going to lose real soon, real soon. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not a guy that, you know, I see a lot of gamblers when they lose. Uh, I always go, well, Next time he'll be, it's just worth it because next time he'll be an inflated favorite. Like, I don't think like that. I'm like, fuck, I lost my bet. What an idiot. Um, but in this case, I think he, I think people bought into that hype on this one. And, you know, people here, he's 11 and 0 now. I'm like, well, he got knocked dead on contender series. And then this dude, like, I was Pop quite weed. weed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. so I guess we won't count that one, but yeah, I, I don't, but I don't the, think the record, it gets people, man. It gets it people, so it'll help. That's I mean, sure. sure dog capping. Like, if you guys watch the Contender series, Johnny literally, uh, Yanni literally just goes on sure dog and clicks on people's records, and then, yes. oh, this guy's against combined components record four and twenty eight, and he wah, fights at this gym, and that's that's all you need to do uh, to be Johnny. You just need sure dog and a calculator, and then you're mm-hmm. fucking banging bets, baby, every Tuesday. Oh, those teeth—they're gigantic. What did he bet this time? Did he did he give any mushes out this week? I didn't watch this week. I, Last I, week he was just well mushing. I, I watched the fight. I didn't bet on any fights, which was way more enjoyable. Not sweating regional MMA type stuff. <laughs> um, but I went upstairs during the Greeks. So I didn't see who he who he bet on. I assume they lost, and it was no. Actually, I think chalk won out. Oh yeah, he, he was due. It was yeah, due I, for a chalky day. Oh, well, yeah, I think, a lot of, I think uh, chalk won all of them. Yeah, there was a lot of pretty close fights. So. It was a fun I'm, card. Oh, that's not his style. We we need some minus three hundred yeah. and minus three fifty favorites he, for him to, to give out the, yeah. the so, mush. There, we need there to was, wait and see who he's going to mush on this one. I know there, there was some good. There was actually some good fighters on Contender Series uh, yeah. the other day. Like there was actually like not like Dana White, Phil Roster. Like there were some like decent guys. Like uh, as they could actually win a fight in the UFC, maybe. Even the guy who didn't get the contract, I felt would win a lot of fights in the UFC. The Silva uh, guy. 
uh, Romero is uh, Canadian, Canadian pound for pound number 16. <laughs> oh, that guy. I thought you were talking about the uh, the flyweight that lost because he was even pretty good. Yeah. And that, well, the one guy that the Magma Brazilian kid. Oh, who, uh, the replay guillotine. of him, like there was that one angle of the replay where he snatched up the guillotine as the guy was uh, shooting, going into the shot and his neck was already like sideways. <laughs> yeah. It was just such a perfect replay. I loved it. Yeah, there was there were some there were some good fights. I, I think the guy who won the main event's not great, but I'm glad he got a contract and finished. That was just a pretty cool story. He had he had this is his third time against Center Series, somehow oh, right. got a third attempt yeah. and threw like it was literally a twenty two piece combo. Yeah. <laughs> like he was just throwing four and it wasn't like little jab. Like he was landing bombs on this dude. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool, but we digress. Uh let's move to the women's strawweight division. I did not watch this fight. Um Amanda Lemos defeated Mizuki Inoa. Isn't that the chick that everyone always bets because she's like old school, but she never wins? Is that her? Yes. Or is that a different one? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I one added, of those. I added a bet her. There's a few of the Asian ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a bet on her like just before the fight and watched it on my phone. And yeah, she got smoked. It looks like she cool. almost thought about winning one round though. Yeah, I think she won the third round, if I remember correctly. Not but, on like, the scorecards, but not on the scorecards. It was thirty twenty-seven she, she straight. Thought, she was thought it? about it. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was very obvious who won that fight. So I yeah, stop. I uh, I I did not I did not pay attention to this. I mean, um, so. yeah. So <laughs> at, at this point, um, we'll move on to the main card. I have nothing to. I don't know, Sean. If you have anything to add on the women's strawweight division, I assume no. Okay. All right. Moving up. Welterweight division. This was listening to the audio. He was shaking his head. <laughs> oh, um, moving on. Uh, welterweight division. This was an awesome couple minutes. Um, Daniel Rodriguez defeated Dwight Grant by knockout. Um, it looked Daniel Rodriguez was, was basically unconscious. Um, in the, in the first round, he got dropped and I mean, at least 20, 30 shots on the ground from Dwight Grant. Nothing huge, but it looked like Rodriguez was pretty out. Um, and then all of a sudden he just stood up and then Grant looked like he had just ran like an Iron Man. <laughs> like Grant should have just so, tapped like, at that point. <laughs> like it might have been the soonest I've ever known a fight was over reversed where it was like, this dude is dead two minutes into the fight in the first round. He has no chance. And then he stands up and one second later, I was like, Rodriguez has won the fight. <laughs> like after just being dropped and murdered, Grant literally got up, was like, <gasps> like barely could stand. It was hilarious. And Rodriguez teed off on him. I mean, Rodriguez has some good hands. He got caught in this early, but I mean, tough kid came back, won the fight. Sean. That was a lot of fight for two minutes and 24 seconds. <laughs> yeah, Holy shit. That was a lot uh. of fight. From a 10-8 almost finish to the other way getting yeah. knocked out. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant gassed uh, out in one minute, basically. Fuck. <laughs> like, I know he was going for the finish, but that's still, still. pretty bad. Uh, I don't know. You, you need live betting at that point in, in between rounds because the number would have been insane. But Yeah, uh, that was insane. Yeah, that was a, a fun fight that, of course, came together on one day's notice because... The Rona or whatever the fuck else is going on. We had two, two fight cancellations. Yeah, they fought uh, each other. Yeah. yeah. So yep. that good stuff. Last minute, just a yep. wild ass fight. I guess that's, uh, that's what we're, that's what we're getting in, uh, 2020. Yep. I, I think, you know, Brad, I think Rodriguez could beat some actual 
pretty decent guys with his hand and recoverability. Like he, like I don't, he's no contender, but like I think this guy could could knock some people out. Like he looks pretty decent. Depends on matchup, but yeah. I mean, like, he, he's the guy that could pull off an upset, I guess is what I'm saying, in a, in a top 15 matchup. Yeah, he's clearly tough enough that he can hang in there and take some stuff, and he's got the offense that he can put guys away. His only loss is to somebody decent as well, right? Um, I don't remember oh, who he lost to. Uh, he lost on a split decision to the dude that uh, Teeth mushed on Contender Series last week. Ah, mm. uh, Victor Reina, Reina three Reina. days ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, like, even that's not a bad loss for early in your career. And yeah, he looks all right. He's put on fun fights so far. Like, he is. The means fight, you know, he yep. destroyed means. His last fight, there was like 800 strikes landed in a three round fight. And, and then there was this. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here to watch more Daniel Rodriguez. Yep. Not too shabby. All right, uh, moving up, women's flyway division, Shannon Dobson defeated uh, Agapova. Dobson was about plus 900 here, and Towdy McTowderson, uh, I believe, had like nine units of sleeveless juice on, on this fight. Um, hilarious. I mean, that's a three-and-five fighter. That chick, if you watch, I saw a video of, like, it was like her during the pre-fight, like trying to act all gangster. She's like... <laughs> Do all dancing this. and then yeah. like, like like all this and like all, like acting all tough and everything like she's some kind of fucking like Kazakhstan gangster and then <laughs> dude that was a qu- like we talked about Dwight Grant of like <laughs> he threw like a thousand punches and then he was tired I think after he that did stuff yeah he yeah, did stuff this girl was in like a little bit of a back and forth mostly dominated but there was some grappling and some things and like she came out in that second round like she landed twenty one strikes and danced. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Grant went in 21 strikes in like 15 seconds and, you know, yeah. no excuse, but holy shit was this hilarious. It was that so was funny. And the fact that uh, touts were lay, playing minus 1400, what, 22-year-old Whoa. women's strawweight. Settle down. Weight. We got we got to get the facts straight. They bet Agapova inside the distance at minus 370. That's worse. <laughs> That's betting worse a, on a, a fucking strawweight minus 375. Yeah. That's the fucking peak. Give me your – and then didn't he come out with like a coupon code? 50% <laughs> off, bro. I'm, I'm down 30-plus units in the last fucking 13 – or yeah. I know that half, he, uh, the caller nar, uh, he ended up laying like minus 800 on Agapova straight because he has, <laughs> had another bet that got canceled. Who is that? Uh, Kelton. Oh, how many Kelton? KU. Um – well, it was uh, he lost four KUs, I believe. Four Kelton units. Yeah, wow. four Kelton units on what, minus eight hundred. That's great. Oh. And bro, was bro hugs on her as well, or just uh, no Pedro? No, no, he uh, he stayed away Pedro. from the minus fucking twelve hundred favorite. <laughs> Oh, this is the only great. bet I won to, in the, nice. on Saturday. Nice. This fight starts round two. And I was still fucking very sketched out, and it's yes. crazy because the plus a thousand or whatever I ended up winning. So it's crazy that I was like scared about my bet. <laughs> like fuck, man. <laughs> yep. Oh, that was ridiculous. That's just hilarious. The next yeah. time, and Dobson is terrible too. Yeah, the next time there's a, a women's favorite that's more than minus five hundred that isn't like Valentina. Yeah. Um, or Amanda Nunes because she's going to kill the Australian Megan. Yeah, um, yeah. 
yeah, I'm I am absolutely playing it. The yeah. other side, the dog. It's not yeah. the giant. <laughs> I can't. How can you <laughs> see that bed, man? What That's the embarrassing. Fuck? Just tr- grasping at straws. I know you're fucking a terrible better, but holy Bad. shit, man! Pick your spots. Bad. I know Sweet you like eating that chalk, but come on. I saw, and then this week, I think it was this week, I saw Bro Hugs tweet like, two best fight picks sponsored fighters fighting this week. Got to get that W. I was like, God, these guys are so great. It's like, it's never ending comedy between yes. all these MMA dads. It's never ending. Like, Do um, we know who those fighters are? Because yeah, that might be a, a good spot. For also, you. how much is the sponsorship? What does Bro Hugs pay <laughs> these guys to be able to do this i don't i don't know so yeah uh fun, fun times in the the mma tout world um, oh, it's just man. never ending Love awesome it. it's it's never. tremendous um yeah let's move on here to uh the lightweight division uh joe selecki defeating austin hubbard by submission round one brad yeah. i tried to get you to make this munich um, yeah it, we so, were hey we were both we we didn't want to meet both, in the middle on anything the one, yeah, yeah it's fine it's fine um yeah, so it happens. Well, well and then i suggested doesn't go and you laughed at me you literally laughed at me. That was rude. Yeah. Nah, was, what was doesn't go? Was it a decent plus, number? Plus two fifteen. So wait, you yeah, can't I play under. That. You can't play unders for the Munich, but we can play a doesn't go. I don't What's play under. The under was minus one forty. We don't do big juice on Munich. The doesn't go in the Selecki fight was plus two ten, and I played it late, and I and it it helped a lot. Um, man, what a calm serial killer finish by Joe Selecki. That was like eerie how like he had his back and it was literally like he like, I don't know. It was like, he was like thinking of a poem in his head. He was <laughs> you know, like, how calm, like usually a guy gets in the back and they're trying to like rip the head. And he was, it was so calm. And I looked, I kept looking at his face and it was just like, he was reading a book. Um, Chilling. This, this, I know Hubbard's not great. Don't get me wrong. So like, he's got some dangerous jujitsu and I actually thought his hands looked pretty good in the first two minutes of that. Um, he he was winning the striking battle, so yeah, I, I think I think Selucky's an interesting guy. And see see where he goes, but yeah, it doesn't go plus like two fifteen. Not bad, Nushan. Honestly, um, never mind. Nushan. Go ahead, go ahead. Brad. Yeah, a, a guy that managed to not get subbed by Davi Ramos and not get subbed by a bunch of the dudes that he's faced. I did not think that Selecki was going to come out there and, and just put it on him. And uh, I think if you listen to my breakdown last week, the one thing I guaranteed was that Hubbard was going to get taken down in the first round. And somehow he got, right. no, no, he got submitted in the first round, Uh-oh. but there was never a takedown. Zero oh, takedown. Right. No, I even right. managed to get that wrong. Backpacked him. That's right. Yeah, d- didn't see it going that way. I, I was worried about Hubbard's takedown defense. Uh, it- it didn't matter, I guess, this time. Lucky's not bad. He's he's an interesting matchup. He's not too bad. Um, all right, let's now move up to the light heavyweight division. Talk about being wrong. Good God. Um, Mike Rodriguez <laughs> defeated Bar- Marcin Prachnio. Yep. Um, I've seen guys come out flat, and then I saw that. <laughs> that was like Daku didn't know there was a fight happening. Like, he just walked in and was just like, oh, like, there was nothing there. Like, he never attacked. The first big shot he ate, he just kind of, like, fell over and crumpled backwards. Like, that was a miserable showing and a guy that is no longer in the UFC. And to make Mike Rodriguez look like a killer like that, impressive. You, Sean? 
Uh, he got finished in the first round three straight times. Sam Alvey in 2018, which was still a pretty terrible Sam Alvey. Ankalaev, who doesn't finish that many guys in the first round, and then Mike Rodriguez. Uh, I, I wasted some money on Bracknia on some stupid big, big number props, and, uh, that was the easiest money loss, uh, I've, I've seen in a while. Uh, Rodriguez uh, seems like he's improving a bit. Uh, it's just hard to know with this guy. I mean, it was two-year layoff, and he's now been finished three times in the first round. Maybe he's completely done. I would think so. <laughs> yeah, that guy is not good. Brad, is he uh, is he going to win a Bellator belt after he gets cut? He's top maybe five like, in Bellator. Maybe like a KSW belt or something like that. That seems more likely. Uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, when you're losing, being picky and trying to get cute with stuff uh, pays off for you. So I ended up only losing like half a unit on him in round one. Um, so that worked out about as well as completely <laughs> shitting the bet on a fight can work out for you. So, hey. Yeah. That's all I got there. <laughs> yep. I uh, I ended up just because of, like, I lost a bunch of bets, but I won two big dogs, including the next one in the main event as top five bantamweight contender Frankie Edgar defeated not no longer top five Pedro Munez by split decision here. Um, so a lot to talk about here. Um, Wes isn't on, so this will make it a little bit easier. Um, I did not think this was a bad decision. I thought this fight could go either way. I thought the rounds were ridiculously close. I thought there was a couple clear rounds and I thought there was a lot of, a lot of coin flip rounds. And I, I think we're taking a little bit away from Frankie Edgar here because of the decision. Um, it was a close fight. No matter how you look at it, it was a decently close fight. Frankie Edgar did not look washed. We've seen a lot of these former champs at late thirties, Chris Weidman, even though coming off a win and all these different guys who look washed. That was like Frankie Edgar to me. Um, that was like a Frankie Edgar fight. And that was Frankie Edgar's first fight at Bantamweight. First time making the uh, making that cut, and he went toe to toe without wrestling on the feet the whole time with a with a top five very very dangerous striker. I thought Frankie looked real good. I'm not saying he's going to be a champion or anything like that, but I was I bet on Frankie because I'm a homer, um, and I always bet on my wrestlers when they're over 38 years old. Um, but you know, with that said, uh, and I had, I jokingly broke down uh, the Frankie fight last week, but man. Frankie, Frankie looked pretty fucking good. And, and that's a close fight. That's not a robbery fight. Those rounds were close. Munez did not, you know, it's not like he knocked Frankie down eight times. It was a close fight. Sean, I know you laid the juice on a minus 250 versus Frankie Edgar. Uh, I got a n- good number. Like it mattered. Minus 225. I got mushed by the shitty touts. So, uh, I guess I should have known, uh, better. What shitty touts? <laughs> I, I think it was a bad decision. I, I know you at, at the time we were going at it fight night. Uh, you told me to rewatch it. I did rewatch it. Um, close fight. A couple, a couple of the early rounds were judged incorrectly by the judges. You'll even admit that. And mm-hmm. if they do judge them correctly, Munoz wins. They also, like, I, the bad one is the third round. I don't know how a judge gave the third round to Frankie Edgar. That's a bad I agree. one. But let's leave the judges and what they scored round by round. If you didn't know that fight was judged and you watched those five rounds, it is extremely possible for you to score the second, fourth, and fifth for Frankie Edgar. 
The fourth is Very not possible. a fucking chance in hell. I'm not gonna allow you get away with the fourth. The fourth well, is not a chance in hell. And you say, you told me to rewatch Brad. the fight. You, I guarantee you, you did not rewatch those three rounds that you told me. I to barely do. watched the fight once. You know me. I, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Uh, Pedro Munoz outlanded Frankie Edgar by over ten strikes <laughs> in all of the last three rounds. Don't don't get don't get stats to it. Because punch each other I in the face more. Trying to justify it with stats, and honestly, I, MMA stats are complete and bullshit. You like know that. What, but seven, if you watch seven, seventy of Pedro's strikes were leg kicks. They weren't. I think it was what seventy-two or something. I okay. <laughs> so he still outlanded him with head strikes in all those rounds except the fifth, and he only lost by two. So it, like there there were leg kicks in those rounds. It's just like. He still outlanded Frankie, and he was throwing the harder strikes. And I, like, I, I agree the strikes, the way that they're countered in most fights. I think in this fight, they are legit. Both guys were throwing. Uh, I, th- I thought a lot of what Frankie was throwing was a lot lighter. A lot of his touching, like, he, he would land like three, three punch combos. Two of those strikes were pretty fucking soft. Uh, Munoz was landing the harder strikes. He injured. Uh, Frankie with the, the leg kicks. I, I gave him, honestly, I, it's, it's not surprising. I bet on him. I, g- I gave him one, three, and four, uh, and five was a coin flip. So, I, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's a bad decision. If you base it on damage, which is what it's supposed to be, I, you will agree that Pedro Munoz was throwing the harder punches, and he outlanded him, and then he had the leg kicks, which fucking hurt Frankie. So, so I think if, that's a bad decision. All right, so if we go to your your head strikes thing, um, so the first round was the one that was clearly Munoz, right? I don't like know if it was clearly. I rewatched that one again. It, it so, that was. I'll give that a close round. I don't. I I was. I thought Munoz, but that was a close round. It was closer so, than I. So they expected. were. So the first round, they were even, basically even in significant strikes. It was thirty to twenty nine. Frankie landed eight more head strikes, and eleven of Munoz's <laughs> strike were leg kicks. So Those Frankie some landed nasty leg kicks though. Cool. Only pussies <laughs> kick people fair. in the legs. Um, so Frankie hit him in the face 23 times. Munoz hit him in the face 15 times. Second yeah. round, Frankie outlanded him in head strikes. Yeah. That was the, the second's an fifth easy round, Frankie. Yeah, there's fifth, no fifth round. Yeah. Frankie. So if you want to use your stats and I look at head strikes, which are more significant than kicking someone in the leg softly. Oh. All right. Let's say Frankie one, two, five by your nerd math. Brad counter. <laughs> so. Live, uh, I I tweeted this out. Go and and look at my timeline. Um, after the third round, I was like, "This is a good fight. I hope Edgar continues to keep it competitive." I wasn't scoring fight the the fight round by round because when rounds are clear, I, I don't really score them. And I thought the first, second, and third were all clear rounds. The first and third for Munoz, the second for Frankie. I feel like most people feel that way, and the judges scoring round one and three for Frankie is fucking terrible. Two different judges. But round four. Yeah. Two different judges, two different judges, two different rounds. Round four. It was a competitive round. Uh, I don't think that it was the blowout that people think it is. Like there were some leg kicks in there and stuff like that, but all of the damage that was done by leg kicks was done in round three. Three. Yeah, he, no, he, sl- he slowed him. There was no. a couple in the fourth that he, he like because he, he got back to it and he fucking cracked him and he, he was he hobbling. Four. He landed no, he four leg kicks his, in the fourth round. That's I know, it. but yeah, they were the ones that did. Bit and stuff like that. But 
it didn't do anything worse to to Frankie's leg. So I, it's kind of like if there's a cut in the first round, uh, you don't get credit for the cut still being there in the second and third round. Like yeah, you but did you're the also in the first round. Like <laughs> the, he that, was doing not... more damage with the leg kicks. Yeah, but I don't care and, about and the leg time, kicks. I know you I don't never... care about leg kicks. I mean, it's damage. It fucked Frankie up. That dude probably can't walk for fucking days now. That's that. I, I care about leg kicks. I care about body shots. I care about any th- strike that you can throw. It, it has an impact on the fight. But when you get to a fight that is probably 2-1 and you get a very close fourth round, which I think the fourth round was close. You, I know Sean disagrees. I still think fourth round is competitive. Big shots I, I, personally, I scored it for Munoz. Uh, I scored the fifth round for Munoz as well. I scored the fight 4-1 for Munoz. But if you get a competitive round in a fight that's already 2-1, it's not ridiculous to think that the judges are going to score it for the guy that's down, tie the fight up, make everything matter in the fifth round. And then the fifth was actually a competitive round, and Frankie Edgar landed the single hardest shot of the round. It stumbled Munoz back. The one, and yeah. Yeah, it won, but the other the round was otherwise a close round. So I have no, like, I, I said this on, on my timeline. I have no problem. Like, I scored at 4-1 Munoz. I have no problem if a judge wants to give Frankie 2-4-5. and five. Yeah. I, I have no issues with that. It was a close enough fight that we know how shitty these judges are. If a fight is that close, you cannot trust them to get it right. It was That's close. still a bad decision even if they get no, it wrong, though. It was so and close. It was. It was the, close. The, the media was 19 to 4. We usually, that, that is a pretty good you indicator. Tell me though, you always tell me those are, you, you and Wes always tell me those are I never idiots. say that. I, when it's, when that it's that lopsided, so, that's a fucking like, indicator. I'm, I'm gonna score, I'm gonna score getting punched in the, hitting someone in the face more than kicking in the leg. And if you look at your stats, Sean, I just pulled it up, which I've never done before. There's apparently websites you can look at stats. <laughs> Um, you hear that thunder? It's getting, yeah, that was a good one. That was getting wild here. Um, so only 59% of the shots that Munoz landed were to the head. 77% of Frankie's were landed on the head. Frankie was was working the head. It was nine, it was 105, 98. And then add in all the fucking leg kicks. Like, cares about leg kicks. (laughs) We know Lance. It's, it's your stick. Uh, I, don't, I don't care about leg kicks. I, I'm not saying you can't make I, an argument. I hope that, that Edgar gets won. pumped up because I like. I'll disagree with you a bit. I I think his wrestling. I know Pedro Munoz. Munoz has a pretty good takedown defense. I figured Lance or Edgar going down, he would have better wrestling because he was able to wrestle at no, 45 stop, 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 and stop, stop, 55. Stop. His game plan was to not wrestle. He, he did didn't. though. He fucking oh, shot. Oh, he was trying he, to wrestle, yeah, and then a, Munoz got up. I don't think I, I. Yes, he shot a couple times, like towards the end of the round. I think that was more of. I don't know what's happening. Lena's looking outside. Um, <laughs> I, I think it was more of Frankie was just trying to score with takedowns at certain spots, but not go down. He didn't shoot a lot. Frankie his his corner was telling him to take him down, though. Yeah, and those small <laughs> things. Maybe his corner wanted him to think that. I think he was faking taking down and attempting just to work his strikes. Why would you take down someone whose best chance to beat you is to grab your neck? Because you're getting fucked up on the feet and you can't walk straight. I don't know. He, I mean, for a guy who couldn't walk straight, he had a pretty five. effective fourth and fifth round. Yeah, 
The yeah, fourth, if, he got fucked up. You, you got to watch that fourth again. Pedro Munoz hit him with some. I know you won't. If Neither will Lance. So, even though Lance tells everybody to rewatch fights and re fucking judge him again, he landed some big shit in that fourth that fucked up Frankie. All right, so fun. He, and he, all three judges gave the fourth round to to Munoz like they should have. So regardless, right? If he was so fucked up in the third round, so fucked up in the fourth round, and his leg barely worked that he had to get it amputated off, then why did he win the fifth round? Why did he land the biggest shot? I don't of the think fight? he did. You don't think I don't think he did. You don't he give him anybody. You, you let it 50-44, you West. <laughs> All I'm saying is just just judge by damage. If you budge by, judge by damage what you're supposed to, I think that's a fairly easy 48-47 or a 49-46. I know the judges are shitty, but in my opinion, that's a 49-46. You have to judge by damage within that round as well. Like it can't Those be. Those kicks are bad, man. Even like, like, dude, stop yeah. saying damage and leg kicks in the same sentence. I know, Lance. We we know your stick. Frankie punched him in the face more. He won. He beat there him up a lot of. Like Munoz could have made that a far more distant fight than it was. Yeah, losing that fight. He was he was trying to bomb on him. I think if he yeah. doesn't. I mean, that's kind of his style, so it's kind of hard to change that style. But I think if he did a little bit cleaner and didn't try to wing those punches, but that's that's what he does. That's why he gets knockouts. Yeah. That's why he got That's why Edgar's able to move around the cage and land like a four-piece combination on him. Yeah, that fucking yeah. couldn't kill a fly if it landed on him and he punched him. Oh, it it dropped, 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 Edgar, Edgar's style <laughs> always, always looks good it's to trash. Always it's trash. Replace the judges. Close. It's trash. Close fight. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to save the screaming and the robberies and the bad decisions for. We see so many bad decisions. I didn't you, say robbery. I just said bad decision. No, no, no. You find. I bet you could find fifty decisions in the UFC that were worse than that one. This year. This year. Not this year. <laughs> Not this year. I, there's no fucking way. I think so. I, w- I guarantee you there's not 50 more fights in the UFC that I can find that the uh, media judging is this lopsided and the wrong guy won. Maybe. 50? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, maybe. No. Who knows? If there's not 50, their database doesn't go back far enough. I think West scored the Cormier fight for Cormier. Is that is that, is that, is that we yeah. were being homers and fucking that was that was that was some uh zoom and, shit that, that's not supposed to get leaked. <laughs> that's why it's so hard to to side with you in a case like this. Where yeah, you guys I was fucking around. I was fucking around <laughs> in the DC one. You guys you guys are the you guys are the boys who cried wolf. I uh, some, am the most like consistent and reasonable of all of us. I don't know. Yeah, and pretty, he and he scored it for Munoz, that. so smart man. Munoz should have won. And All right, I, let's break down this card. And <laughs> gonna, let's have a problem with Munoz won. Yeah. You know, the funny thing here, I didn't have a problem with 49-46 Munoz. And I also yeah. didn't have a problem with 48-47 Edgar. That's yeah. how close this fight was. All yeah, the rounds was. were close. All right, what was the clearest round of the fight? Uh, The second and third, I think, are both uh, clear. I, I one think for Frankie, third. one for Pedro. Second, Second was so clear. I gave the yeah. second to Edgar and didn't really think about it. The third was pretty dominant by Munoz too. Yeah, those two. It wasn't, anyway, wasn't moving on. I agree with those two, but easy win. Fight. Easy win on Frankie. That's easy. Free easy money. Win. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't even sweating the decision. To tell you the truth. I mean, you shouldn't. When the fucking touts that are I, absolutely I, I broken on the street. 
after the first round, I bet Munoz by decision at plus 350. That's dirty. <laughs> dirty pool. All right. Let's move on now to uh, this card, which is what, – what do we got now? UFC – it doesn't even say, oh, here it is. UFC on ESPN plus 33. Mm, it might be on ESPN 15, or it might be on uh, ESPN 16. They haven't decided yet. That's cool. Because this one's on ESPN, I'm pretty sure. If you look on the ESPN schedule, like it's simulcast, so I'm... What else are they showing? <laughs> yeah, so who fuck knows? This is UFC, it's coronavirus, nobody knows. But really, what's the difference? God, this yep. storm is crazy. My wife just they texted me like, that I'm going to sleep on the couch or one of the kids' rooms because they're all in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. I'm going to need some more beers. <laughs> Why don't we have, like, we used to have UFC UFC Fight Night, and then it was, like, Versus and FX. Fuel and all that stuff. Why isn't there, like, a, a UFC COVID series? That's we could be on, be like, COVID-12 right now. I guess that's what 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 Fight Island was. You could have just called it UFC COVID. They're going back to Fight Island pretty soon. I saw for the the pay per view. Yeah, we won't get so many dropouts. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's. uh, As the world is ending behind me, um, (laughs) we'll we'll move on to uh, whatever card this is. We'll start in the well to and you know not 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 the greatest card, but there's a the the final two fights are 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 pretty good. There's some interesting ones. So whatever Uh, middleweight or welterweight division. Sean Brady, Christina Aguilera, new Sean. Man, this is that's a high price uh, for a guy that. I mean, I guess he he impressed against Nordiev, but I think Nordiev isn't as good as everybody thought uh, he was after that win against what was it Tractor Preserves, where he got the the big upset. Yeah, yeah, he sucks. Um, yeah, uh, minus four hundred plus, like. Damn, I know Christina Aguilera is not that good and and beat like just a warm body in his UFC debut, but fuck me, that's high. Um if it keeps going up, I'll probably have to sprinkle on Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. Bradley. So there's certain guys that win in certain ways, and Christina Aguilera puts dudes away quick when he wins. I think 11 of his 14 wins are by knockout. Uh, most of those are in the first round. He's not a good fighter, but if he is going to win this fight, he's going to do it violently and early on. And Sean Brady, he lost a round to Nardiev, who's not good. He lost a round to Court McGee after beating the shit out of Court McGee for like 10 minutes. Um, so this guy is not immune to, to losing rounds. And I don't think uh, Aguilar is really a, a round winner so much as if he gets a moment, he could just win the fight outright. Uh, so, you know, looking at a couple numbers, Aguilar uh, round one is like plus a thousand. I saw TKO earlier at plus 800. So those are some, Pretty big numbers for a guy who, if he wins, is probably going to win in that fashion. So I, I might take a little stab on that, but definitely not betting the favorite here. I'm going to keep losing money just sprinkling on these huge odds. That'll catch up to you. It'll, yep, catch it'll you. add up. It'll add up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a steady downward trajectory with a little spike. And then yeah, downward, I- little spike. 
It, it really depends on my mood because, yes, should, should Sean Brady be minus 400 versus this guy? Absolutely not. Is Christian Aguilera going to win this fight? Probably not. <laughs> so I, I look at that as a, a great reason to pass. Um, but, you know, he is – are you – do you say, Nissan, are you betting this straight? Oh, hell no. Uh, I, I would tail some, some Bradley special. I, I can get round one plus 1400. Maybe I'll see if I can find a TKO. <laughs> yeah. Aguilar, Aguilar round one is plus thousand. Is that, do you see that, Brad? That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was reading the cards. I hadn't really looked much today. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, That's picking, funny. picking Brady, passing Brady. Yeah. Let's move now to the exciting. Women's flyway division as we have Pollyanna Viana taking on Emily Whitmire. Can't name a single thing about either of these, uh, warriors. Sean. Uh, Whit likes to get subbed. She's, she's into that, uh, that strangle play and shit like that. So, uh, Viana's decent on the ground. She's got a bunch of subs on her record. I, I, I caught a plus 560 for a sub. Uh, I tossed half a unit on it. Uh, I would, pro- I'm probably not even going to watch it. I'm just going to look on SureDog to see if uh, my bet cashed. I just looked her up. She doesn't seem bad. Which one? Now, either one of them are no, pretty awful. decent. If... They're, they're both, they're both awful. Oh, oh I admit... fighting wise. Yes. Oh, I, I'm not watching. I'm, the one yeah. chick looks okay, Brad. I haven't looked at the other one yet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. Do you know who these ladies are, Brad? Oh, um, one of them is the one that knocked out Amanda Rebus. Really? Which one? The Brazilian one. Way back when? Oh yeah, back in in 2015. Yeah. See, Sean, I know this uh, shit. And and the other uh, other chick just got choked out in 2019 by Amanda Rebus. The MMA math. There you go. Viana, by sub, even though she knocked out Rebus. Even though. Yeah, she is, her striking is hideous, so she's not going to end up a knockout here. Maybe she can get a sub. I don't know. I don't trust either of them. It's pretty close to a pick for a reason. Let's move on. The, the funny thing is, with, with women's MMA at this kind of level, it could be a pick and one of these chicks is going to look like a minus 500 favorite. And then oh. next fight, she will be a minus 500 favorite. And, and then she'll lose, <laughs> like... <laughs> Hold on, this, you you bet on someone that lost to JJ Aldridge, and you bet someone to watch the Hannah Cyphers. Ooh, that's the bad one. I'm I'm cool with losing that's to the Aldridge. The Cyphers one is bad. Cyphers, as you can see from my new name, future champ. That's right. Champ. That that, that Cyphers loss is bad. IQ a little bit, you know. She, she Hannah Cyphers. This is her fourth fight. Has made more money than almost every fighter on the roster. This year. Right? She just loses all the time makes, and gets like, in there in five fight. She's fighting later. four times. No win bonuses. Those are not important. But she's just banking, you know, she's getting checks, cash. Oh, she's she's smart. She's only been in the in the octagon for like fucking like fifteen minutes. She's almost she, made as much as if she had a real job. <laughs> I I saw her fight in person this year too. Um if that's how many fights she's had, because think how many times she's fought in the fight island or Quarantine, whatever. Like this chick's getting at it. Fight number four, tough. Uh, we can this, talk <laughs> yeah, I think she's the main event here. But um, I, I got nothing on these. I mean, this is a terrible fight. 
this Viana one. I mean, just just terrible. Uh, let's now move to the middleweight division as we have Alessio DiCirico versus Zach Cummings. New Sean? Cummings has not looked great since since going up to 85. I mean, I guess he's only had one fight, actually, at 85. I think he, he the other fights that he was supposed to fight got canceled. Uh, I just I just think he's he's kind of getting old and he's not very good. Luckily for him, the guy he's fighting is also very very bad. Um, I don't I don't really know what's gonna happen in this fight. Uh, Rico actually goes for some takedowns, um, but coming is a decent wrestler. Uh, and then on the feet, it's it's kind of a wash. I I, I don't really have a a good <laughs> eye on this fight. I will uh, I'll pick Zach Cummings, but I don't want any part of this. Cummings is two and one uh, since he went to middleweight. Uh, oh, it included, was. Yeah, he beat Trevor Smith, and then he submitted Trevin Giles, and his only loss was to uh, Omari Akhmedov. Didn't he lose most of that fight against Giles, and then Giles just gave it away like he always does? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Makes what, do sense. Do? what do you think we do? Tape study? <laughs> the guy watch all these fights? What, fucking nerd? I just <laughs> I go with my gut, and I win every year. It's, there you go. It, that's MMA. That, no, that you gotta that. you gotta lay the chalk and and lose, Lance. No. That's what the touts do. I'm right they, in it. They charge for it. It'd be good if one of our own could win it this year. So I'm trying hard. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've tanked. I was getting close, and then I tanked the last two. Weeks. I, I I was up to like second or third this week, yeah. and then that huge upset from the one that sleeveless was yeah. like three like two people or three people passed me on that one. Yeah, because there's like ah fuck it, I'm behind. Yeah, it was why like pick up. Why not pick a plus eight hundred and then just pick up eight fucking points? There's like a million. <laughs> yep. So lame, Bradley. Zach Cummins is one of my guys, uh, or used to be one of my guys back when I I used to watch MMA uh, <laughs> before my my little like break in 2019. Um, he's only lost to to good dudes for the most part. Uh, until he went up to middleweight and lost to Omar Ekmedov. A ranked um, guy. A ranked middleweight. That, that doesn't count. Um, any division that that dude can be ranked in, like, should be canceled. Um, so, you know, basically middleweight and then all of the women's divisions. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think physically he's going to be able to, to hang around with Yushiriko in this fight. Uh, I think there's going to be a big difference in terms of the, the strength that these guys bring in, but Yushiriko has lost to some bad fighters. So uh, I'm torn here. I'm probably just going to end up passing this one entirely uh, because I think it's just going to be a, a super close, clinchy, ugly, competitive fight. And I kind of think that Yushiriko is going to edge it out. I uh, don't agree uh, with you. I, I I like you know I agree with some of the stuff you said. Uh, you like Zach, the pasty one. I I like Zach Cummings here. You know he loses for the most part to pretty good fighters. If you look at who he's lost in the UFC, um, you know he lost to Akhmedov, which yes he's not great, but he's not the worst. Um, he lost <laughs> to Brazeris, which a lot of guys a lot of guys lose <laughs> Brazeris. He lost to Ponzinibbio. He lost to Gunnar Nelson. He beat everyone else. Um, outside of those guys, and he hasn't beaten world beaters or anything like that. But for the m- most part, when you look at Cummings' career, he beats who he should, and he should beat DiCirico. He's not very good. Cummings is going to be much better on the ground. Um, Nushan, you mentioned that you think uh, DiCirico is going to go for takedowns. I don't think that's a good thing for for DiCirico here. I think Cummings is 
is the much better grappler here. Uh, I think he's dangerous. He has good submissions. He gets good positions. And I just think DiCerico is not very good, so uh, I will be playing uh, Cummings here. Are, are, are you betting uh, Cummings be- because he's got the same hairstyle and facial hair as you, Lance? I don't recall his facial hair. Is it as glorious as mine? I was clean shaven like a week and a half ago. It's it's coming back even better. I mean, he he's he's a little fuller up here, but yeah, he's going slick up top and and the full beard and stuff like that. I think that's you seem to back guys that kind of kind of look like you. I'm not. He, he finally committed, and like for a while, he was oh, it was bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> some, uh, some serious like Hulk Hogan vibes. The, the horseshoe. <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I never, I never went that route. I think the biggest difference between the two of us, I'm in just in much better shape. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I'm yeah. in much better physical. I mean, I I know I have a shirt on, but you can obviously tell. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's there. Um, let's now move on to the uh, main event uh, as we go into the women's strawweight division. No, we you have... missed one, Lance. Come on now. I thought you said do it after this one. Yeah, this is that late thing. Fine. Mm-hmm. Featherweight division. Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres versus Austin Springer. New Shan? You know, so I, I originally had a bet on Caceres. I'm, I'm pretty sure he would have likely, if that fight Stay together. Yeah. That was probably going to be a Munich or a, a Munich. consensus bet. Was, yeah. Him at, him at plus 200. Um, got, him at minus 200 is almost an automatic Munich on the other side. Especially yeah. in that, in that matchup. That was, uh, that's, that was a, I don't know. That, that's a lost one. Uh, it's a it's shame. a wild ride on Caceres bets this week. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third or fourth guy, I guess he's supposed to fight. Um, the funny thing is the guy he's fighting actually beat Giga on, on the Dana White contender series and he finished him, but he's yeah. Dana White was like, fuck you. You just fucked over Giga who, who just bleeds. And so he didn't sign him. And then he got to fight a guy that's now four and three. That's what you do after winning on the contender series back in <laughs> season two. I know nothing about this guy. I don't remember his Giga fight. Uh, this seems like a, one where Caceres, like he, he's a guy that you want as a, a dog, and then him as a favorite is fucking dicey because his his fight IQ and just the positions he gets in, and he just makes fights close. Not good. I would not be touching Caceres in this one. What's the line? I haven't seen it. Uh, is it out yet? I just I assume know. he's going to be like a minus. I don't know, two, three hundred. He, he was minus two something against Kroom when there was a line for that. So probably Kroom's gets never the same Springer. Kroom's way Springer. better. Springer is better than Kroom. I think, uh, I, I think like, no, so he might only be a small favorite. Still wouldn't touch uh, him because this feels like a trap. All right, in his last six fights, Springer got finished by Julian Arosa and Steven Seiler. So don't tell me this man's better. <laughs> That imagine imagine in three a three fight span you got finished by Steven Seiler and uh, Julian Arosa. That's a tough run. That's a retirement run right there. That's a so proud of this kid. Continue after on. getting subbed on the Ultimate Fighter by Chris Grutzemacher. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, Springer was a decent prospect once upon a time. Um, you know, he had a, a good run early in his career, and then uh, I think the the fight against Siler was like a, a Titan FC title fight or something like that. Um, obviously, he lost that one pretty quickly, and he's just 
sort of been inactive since then. So that was September of 2005, and he's got, what, six fights since then? Um, so I'm not quite sure what happened there, but he's a pretty decent opportunist of a fighter, and you know if you can stick around against Alex Caceres and everyone can because he has no power and doesn't really put people away, he's going to give you opportunities to win a fight. So man, if you can get like plus 200 or something like that on Springer uh, against Caceres, which is very possible in this spot, might be worth a little stab. Um, I'm not saying I'm going all in on it or anything, but uh Fading Alex Caceres as a favorite is uh, a pretty good pastime of mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I haven't seen the line yet, but I mean, I was considering his last one. I forget what the line was against Chase Hooper. That was my biggest oh. cast of the year. It's like plus 200. Yeah, it versus ended up being. Chase Hooper. It was yep. a beatdown. Um, I, I think Caceres I think is weird, man. Like, sometimes he comes out and he's a world beater. Sometimes he gets his ass kicked by, what, Guan. Guam Wang, um, <laughs> you know, you really, you really just don't know with this cat. But uh, you know, I was I was gonna load up on him versus versus Giga, and that was going yes. to be Munich. So literally yeah. two weeks in a row, uh, Munich was Munich was ruined. But it's the only way to stop us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think in this fight, I, I actually don't think Springer is terrible. Um, you know, from what we saw in the Contender Series fight, like he he wrestled pretty decent and like. You know, if you can just pressure Caceres and just stick to him, take him down, be safe. If you pass the, you know, half guard on Caceres, like the round's basically over. Uh, <laughs> like that's, that's about it. And, you know, and he's, he has some decent knees in the clinch, but he's pretty weak in the clinch overall. And that's kind of Springer's, that's a little bit of Springer's game. So, you know, if this fight was in bettable range, if this was under minus 200, I think I'd have to look at Caceres. Um, but like Brad said, if this thing's at like plus, you know, 250 plus 300 on Springer might be, might be worth a toss. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Speaking of worth a toss, worth a toss in this next fight, women's strawweight division, Mallory Martin, who I don't know who she is, is taking on Hannah Cyphers, who, man, not good. This is like, uh, who's that guy that takes, that uh, took a do- Bob Sapp. Hannah Cyphers <laughs> is the female Bob Sapp. New Sean. <laughs> man. She's got to be the first fighter to fight four times uh, in, in, in four, this right? calendar year. Lose four times in a year? And lose. She's going to lose four times. I don't know how the fuck she still has a job just because she's a warm body. Uh, I guess that's what they need in this division. People are begging me for fights. Martin's fought on the Contender Series and fought in the UFC one time. Do not remember. Jandaroba choked her out. I mean, I guess that's not a bad loss. Jandaroba is pretty decent. Uh, I don't know. I don't want any part of this fight. Didn't bet the over, not touching it. I'll act like it didn't happen. Brad? I, I actually remember the Contender Series one because she faced this, like, goth, tatted-up Italian chick who was absolutely terrible. Uh, and that chick was the reason that I bet on another terrible women's fight on contenders series recently and, and lost that bet. So, uh, and there's uh, a little bit of a, a connection there, I guess, but yeah, I, I really don't remember a whole lot about her. What I do know is that, you know, it seems pretty easy to take Hannah Cyphers down 
and this chick was on top of that uh, Italian girl a bunch in their fight and probably is going to be on top a bunch in this fight. And when that happens against Hannah Cyphers, she usually ends up getting subbed. So she's probably going to end up getting subbed again. That is a fair breakdown. So I, I am I am not going to act like I've ever heard of Mallory Martin. I've ever seen Mallory Martin. I don't even know if she's ever fought before. I know nothing about this. If this was a fake name, I would not be surprised. I didn't look at the fight. I didn't click into it. With that said, I will be placing a wager on her. I have... Oh, I, shit! I can't think of a single fighter like recently in the UFC who literally is not trying to win fights and is just trying to get a bunch of money very quickly before she is fired. Cyphers literally stopped trying. Like, I feel like she went into the Angela Hill fight and she was like, I think I can win fights. I think I can do this. And then just gets knocked the fuck out by Angela Hill. <laughs> I think at that point she was like, oh my God, pandemic. I could probably get some quick cash before I have to actually go fight somewhere. I put it in savings. I'll lose. But if I can fight two, three times, I can stack some cash. Maybe like 30, 40 grand college, you know, savings for my kids, whatever it is. Um, that's what she's done. And, you know, I think I can't think of anyone on the roster that wouldn't be at least a minus 300 favorite over Hannah Cyphers. So, um, I am going to play Mallory Martin, um, prob- probably, probably in a parlay, uh, with someone later. Uh, I, I would but, hope in a parlay you're going to lay minus 300. No, I, I on definitely. That chick? No, I, I haven't looked at the the props here. Fight doesn't go is plus one seventy. Yeah, under two and a half is like plus two twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for someone that's just a huge fan of the quit. Yeah, how plus many kids does Cypress have? I don't think she has any. Did I tell you when I went to the fights in Raleigh, her next door neighbor sat in front of me when she got brutally beat up by Angela Hill? Yes, it was awkward. I like. <laughs> So they like I I was talking it was just me and my dad at the fights uh and and my buddy who doesn't really watch MMA um and I'm talking to my dad about it and you know about the fight I'm like Angela Hill probably gonna beat this chick blah 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 and the they lean back and like hey like we're neighbors for her she's the great and like they were super sweet like they were really nice and like yeah we haven't really watched her fight before but since it's in Raleigh and we only live a couple hours from here we've known her since she was ten. Um, and she's been, you know, the, like I used to cut her hair and bam, bam, bam. <laughs> it, was so, it was so awkward because it was this like sweet old couple who had never really watched MMA, who went to the fight, stayed around for the whole car just to watch this chick fight. And then just the dismantling. Cause when they told me all this, I was thinking, well, here's the good news. She's fighting Angela Hill. Even if she loses, she's not going to get hurt. She's not, it's not going to be a finish. It's going to be, and then just. <laughs> The most violent Angela Hill fight. Like, <laughs> like she got into full mount and was just elbowing her face off. Um, so yeah, uh, Mallory Martin here. I'll figure out how I'm playing it. I, I, I don't mind that that doesn't go. Um, does Mallory Martin, I maybe I should look at her for the first time. Um, does she finish fights? I don't think so. She has two uh, wins by knockout. Does she sub people? That's one sub matters. out of six. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad. Ooh, she's she's got a lot of decisions. Oh yeah. All right. Maybe I'll just better straight. Um, there you go. Late. Um, also, uh, Angela Hill, uh, who I have maybe the only women's fighter I like. I think I've, I've, I, I might be the only one. Um, Karate Hottie, uh, today posted on Instagram, uh, a picture of Dana White, 
a speaking or something and was like, making me proud, boss, keeping America great or something like that. Oh, and Angela shit. Hill commented on her thing and said, I can't wait to punch you in the face. <laughs> Beauty. She, Beauty. She's phenomenal. Um, I've actually like, grown fond of a women's MMA fighter, which I honestly did not. That's 2020, baby. I know things are different. I became, I think, a Democrat this year almost. Like yeah. that's how bad, you know, 2020. Has, Let's not has get been. that crazy. Let's just say no, not, I, not Trump. <laughs> I, I registered to vote for the first time in Tennessee. Oh shit. I had never, cause I don't vote. I don't, I don't vote. I, I, I've always lived in, I've always been a conservative and I've lived in conservative states. So I've ever had, I've never lived in Pointless. states that were coin flips or anything. So it doesn't make a difference. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a 2020 baby. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's move on to the middleweight divisions. We have uh, Maki Coconut Bombs Patola taking on Impa Kasaga, K- um, who fought like two weeks ago. And the entire fight, if you watch that commentary, was Paul Felder talking about how shitty this Whoa. kid was, and he's not ready for the show as he's just beating the crap out of this guy. Um, so Paul Felder, who I normally love, not good here. Anyway, you, Sean, and I, my yeah. new name, Magni Medoff. It's huh? coming Bringing up. It back? Yeah. Yep. All right. It's coming up. R.I.P. Uh, man, that <laughs> Maki Patolo really <laughs> shit the bed against Darren Stewart. Uh, maybe I'm just underestimating Stewart. He looked good in the first round, though. Until he, he got looked, choked out. Yeah. He looked okay in the first round, and then he got choked out by Darren also Stewart. <laughs> yeah, but he, he looked good, though. Before that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I picked Stewart uh, in that fight, so. <laughs> yeah, that was smart. Uh, I, I, I don't know if, if this guy that he's facing, Kasangane? Is that where, we'll just call him Impa. Uh, Impa. It's a Kasagane. I'm actually uh, great at pronouncing, uh, names. Um, I do it as a shtick. Did you know that? That's, that's, that's your 2020. Bit? Yeah, yeah. I pronounce names incorrectly to make Jay feel better about himself. Ah. That's that's very because he tries nice to say the name correctly and butchers it. So you know, about seven years ago, I just you know, whenever I decided you know to do that, very very nice of you, Lance. Yeah, I got I got nothing on this fight. Uh, I, I'll probably pick Impa just because I don't think Coconut Bombs is good. Uh, I know he has heavy hands, but I just don't know if uh, if that's enough in this fight. Yeah, Brad. This line's really uh, creeping down, isn't it? Um, Where was you know, it? I, I thought it's been the same the whole time. Impa opened minus one seventy. Now it's bucking. He opened minus one seventy. God, I suck yeah. at timing things. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> so you bad. Know, <laughs> if you were able to get coconut bombs at like plus one fifty or whatever, it was probably only plus one thirty. Was as high as it was. Um, you know, I, I can see it, but man, it's hard to trust this guy. Um, you know, I, I think that he's going to have some success early in this fight because Impa also got beaten up in the first round of his contender series fight. Um, but then that guy gassed and he was able to wrestle and take his back a little bit and really just sort of hold him down, control the last two rounds. And I could honestly see something very similar happening in this fight. Uh, I think that Coconut Bombs is going to come out hard. I'm not sure that he's going to land a bunch of strikes and then decide to shoot for a takedown in this fight like he did against Darren Stewart. Uh, that would probably be an improvement. But I think once this gets into round two, round three, he might be ending up on his back a little bit anyway. Because 
Impa is definitely the uh, the more physical of these fighters. Um, really, these are probably two guys who should be a weight class lower than they are, but whatever, don't cut weight for now and maybe put on a better performance than uh, you otherwise would if you were cutting down to welterweight. And I, I just think this is going to be another one where it's competitive and um, maybe if you can get live betting Impa after round one, uh, he showed really good cardio on contender series and uh, I could see that carrying over into this fight against the guy who throws big and can struggle if he doesn't get you out of there. Yeah. Um, other way again, fellas, Brad, we, me and Brad are usually so aligned. We're all over the place in this one, just not in agreement. And you've been more aligned with new Sean, which. Oh, come on. Now. So I, I, I'm up this year too. Even if I <laughs> took a nosedive last, last uh, card. I like uh I like coconut bombs here. Um I, I, I don't think he's this world beater. I, I don't I don't think he's great. I think he is a much better striker. I think there's an extremely wide gap in this fight when it comes to striking. I think, you know, uh coconut bombs has pretty good striking. He has pretty decent power, um, pretty technical striking. And but before he did that idiotic thing to shoot a takedown on on Darren Stewart. He was, he was easily outboxing Darren Stewart and I, Darren Stewart's not this amazing fighter or boxer or striker or anything, but Darren Stewart does have some hands on him. Uh, that's why he's here. Uh, not because his great chokes. Um, he does have good hands and, you know, Patola was looking good there and Impa's not this amazing wrestler. Like he is not this badass division one wrestler or anything crazy. This is a guy who has to win fights by wrestling and he has no wrestling background. So if I look at this fight, the striking is completely one-sided. I don't even know if Impa would be able to take Patola down, especially in the first couple rounds when he, when he's fresh. And I think this fight takes place in the feet or, or you know, Impa's trying to struggle for takedowns and get stuffed easily. And I think this is, I think this is pretty one-sided on the feet and he keeps it standing and maybe he wins the first two and gets taken down, but uh, Kasagane is not going to be finishing anyone. Um, so I like I like coconut bombs either by early stoppage first round or uh, win the first two rounds and possibly losing the throw when he gasses a little bit. But yeah, did, I'll be betting him. Did you see those abs? They were good abs. They were good abs. But <laughs> it's hard to trust a wrestler who isn't a wrestler. That's tough, right? It's easy to take down that dumpster that he <laughs> fought last week. That guy was a trash can, and now he's fighting a guy that's pretty good. <laughs> You know, Coconut Bombs is not a bad fighter, and Impa's going to have to take him down, and he doesn't have, he's not the best wrestler, so I'll yeah, take you know, the... Coconut Bombs might take himself down. Yeah, Impa's not going to finish him, though. So he maybe maybe it's a Coconut Bomb triangle. <laughs> I'm taking him. <laughs> From the bottom. Um, I, I think this is worth it. I, I think the better fun, fighter is the dog here, so I'll be betting it. Uh, next up, way heavyweight division, Magomed Ankalaev taking on, uh, is it Ion? Sean, is that what you want? Ion? Yeah. It's cute labia. It's cute labia. Kudalaba. Uh, so, yep. Fuck, I'm a sucker for a big number. Um, <laughs> I, I, th- it was a weird fight, the first one. Obviously, Ankalaev was getting the better of, of, uh, cute labia. Um, I got plus 375 on, on cute labia inside the distance for half a unit. Ankalaev's not, I don't think is going to take him down. So it's going to be on the feet and 
Q-Labia throws wild shit on the feet. Um, it's, it's probably a dumb play. The, the smart play is probably take the boring Russian. Um, but I don't know. He, he's, he doesn't have that good of takedowns. And I think Q, and Q-Labia's got decent takedown defense. So it's going to get wild on the feet. I think Ankalaev has probably decent enough, uh, striking defense that he'll be able to bore us to death and probably win a decision. But I had to take a shot. Interesting breakdown. Yep. Good. I bet him last time. I bet I bet Q Labia last time, so I'm not, I gotta fucking bet him again. I just I just think it's amusing you think uh he has to take him down to win the fight. I just said uh, Brad That's fair. He's, <laughs> like, he's probably gonna beat him on the feet too. Yeah. You're it, you it was like you were breaking down the last fight, but it was this fight. <laughs> I think the the thing that might come into Q Labia's uh favor in this fight is the fact that this is going to be in that tiny cage. Uh, I think that's probably the only thing that he's got going in his favor in this fight um, because he is going to come out there and he's going to throw wild shit. And he's not the better striker here. Uh, he's not the better wrestler here. He's, he's not really better at anything here, but he just throws them bungalows, as the kids say. Uh, and you know, if he lands something which he's got a better chance of doing in this fight than if Anklev has all that time to move uh, or all that room to move, um, you know, I, I could see it happening. Um, but really, I think that Anklev probably just pieces him up on the feet, and we're looking at late stoppage or uh, a pretty clear decision for Anklev. I think the because of the way the last fight went and the fact that Ankalai has been fighting some real garbage men, aside from the Bear Jew, of course, um, you know, we're we lost to, we yeah. got dominated by yeah, the Bear absolutely. Jew finished, dominated and stopped. Just throw it there. I mean, sometimes, it. yeah, he just, he did what he had to do to win exactly mm-hmm. inside the distance, um, which is what you want to see from a fighter. Like the Bear Finishes Jew. fights. He's a finisher. Um, yeah, I, I just I think that he's being a, a little bit overrated in terms of his stopping ability. Um, so I could see this going a little bit longer, and you're getting like an over one and a half at even money here. And you know, is he can take a pounding. Yeah, you know, might get uh, might get stretched out a little bit, but uh, he can take some shots. And uh, I think that's what we're going to see here a, a kind of prolonged beating. I might look at that over one and a half. Can I interest you in an Ankali of round three for plus 1050, Brad? Maybe. What's round two? Yeah, it's cheap. It's fucking like plus, uh, plus 425. Ooh, of course. Um, maybe. Maybe. I can see that. I, I also kind of think that if it gets into round three, it's probably just going to go to decision in this Cruise. case. Um, but he, you know. he seems like a just coast guy. And yeah, it, we saw that. We saw it against the Bear Jew. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Lance? Um, yeah, I disagree with with Sean. Um, I <laughs> disagree. So, so I disagree with your breakdown. Um, I don't necessarily completely disagree with you taking a shot on what cute labia, yeah. as you put it, um, because he does have power. The fight is more than likely going to take place on the feet. And he does just kind of bite down his mouthpiece and charge forward and throw reckless shit that could possibly land. And he has big power. So 
I don't necessarily disagree with you taking a stab on the big dog. I disagree with thinking that uh, Ankalaev has to take him down. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see Ankalaev needing nor wanting to take this fight down. Maybe unless he gets hit, he has that option to get him down. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like Ankalaev here. I think he's the better striker. I think he's the more composed striker. I think he's the more technical striker. Uh, but Kudalabia could, could catch him. I'll counter that just a tiny bit with, do you think he needed to take down uh lung ambulance or uh Klitz and Abreu in his last two fights? Cause he took them down and I don't think he needed to there either. Also he took down the bear Jew and that's no, he just... didn't No, the bear Jew took him down twice yeah. and then he, he reversed and then he got uh, choked out. Whatever. Man, could you imagine just <laughs> being imagine in bear Jew's guard? Just knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I I listen to him on the uh, Luke Thomas show. I know you. I think you guys hate him, but he's, he's got me. He's funny. Sense. He's a funny Same. interview. Uh, uh Bear Jew, and he. Oh, he's awesome. He he, he, he kind of made me want to root for him more. Like yeah. I know you guys he, have your thing. He's a woodshop. But... He's a woodshop teacher. I think I read. How could you <laughs> want to root for him more than you already do? I kind of root not. against him because you guys are so for him, and because he's, he's cost me a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, but don't you love to root against guys that Wes thinks are terrible but yet always win? Like, you know, Bear Jew, Derek, Derek Lewis. Lewis. Doesn't it make you feel good? Poor Wes. Poor Wes. <laughs> so good. So good. All right, let's uh let's move on here now to the featherweight division as we have Ricardo Lamos taking on Bill Algio. You Sean? So I actually wanted to fade Lamas, Lamas against, uh, everybody's favorite, uh, Ryan Hall fucking butt, uh, you butt would, scooter. you, you would, you would bet on Ryan Hall. That's worse I, than betting. That's worse than laying minus 1400 on that little gangster chick. I mean, I the won a decent boom. amount of money and I think you lost a decent amount of money when he fucked up Darren Elkins. Yes. <laughs> and Gray Maynard, which Maynard. that was a bad decision. Ryan Hall didn't throw a single punch for 15 minutes. Easy, easy W for Ryan yeah, Hall. Cut that the guy. Fights I've ever seen. Any ever horrible. Anytime Maynard threw a punch, he flopped to his back and somehow was, won the decision. Yeah, that was that was honestly a bad decision. No, no, it wasn't. Terrible decision. Uh, <laughs> So but that's like, I, you can't reward. I don't. I don't even care what happened in the fight. You can't reward that. If no. you reward that, like, what message are you sending the kids, Sean? What message a, are you sending? It's a yeah. piss poor think message. Of, think of the kids. Yeah. I, I never do. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to fade him there. I, I think he's getting to that stage in the, in the lower weight classes. I mean, the guys he's losing to are pretty fucking good. Um, but I, I don't know who this bill Algeo is. Uh, he, he was on contender. He he did lose to the the hyped up guy. Oh, who, that guy. Who, All the who Dana there. didn't give a, a Bill an, or What's his name? Brendan Luff name, Luff name uh, or whatever. Uh, and then everybody lost their minds. And now I think he's fighting in Bellator or something. Um, congrats. <laughs> yeah. So. Is, he, is he one of the PFL guys? Oh, PFL. maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's PFL, not Bellator. My bad. Um, Ricardo Lamas at minus. You know, 290, 300, uh, even, he, this guy is terrible. I just don't want my money on him. He's 38 years old. This late, late notice shit, I, I, dumb shit can happen. This guy, I mean, this seems like it's a good matchup for Llamas. I don't think this guy has that great of striking or power. So Llamas should probably win a, a fairly easy decision, but I don't want any part of it. 
Bradley. Yeah, I'd, I wish I could just come out and say that Lamas is going to make algae crumple, but uh, <laughs> yeah, noise. Right. Um, but this, whenever he loses, he seems to lose by decision. So I think he's probably going to lose by decision to Ricardo Lamas. Um, from what I've seen of him, Ricardo Lamas can outstrike him. Ricardo Lamas can outwrestle him. And if it gets to the ground, Ricardo Lamas is a pretty damn good grappler, so he can probably outgrapple him as well. So uh, he subbed the goat. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I think Ricardo Lamas is going to win this fight, and man, the the line isn't as low as I'd like it, but I still might trick myself into to playing him here because, like, you're talking about a perennial top 10, top 5 sort of featherweight fighting a dude who recently lost on Contender Series. Like, there's there's a big gap here, and I don't have any indication that Ricardo Lamas is completely shot at this point, so I'm probably going to end up throwing him in a parlay here. Plus 180 decision by Lamas? Maybe. He could knock him out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or sub him. He's the <laughs> guy throughout his career, so I'm probably yeah. just going to part of the industry. Fair. Hold yeah, I, yeah. so there's different factors you look at. Is is the guy washed, right? Like, do I think Lamos's chin is completely gone because he's been knocked out a couple times? No. He got knocked out by, you know, Emmett and Qatar. Yeah, Okay. those guys. <laughs> those guys can crack. Um, does his offensive output look drastically different? I don't think so. Um, I still think it's it's Ricardo Lamas. Maybe he's a little bit slower, but I think his his chin is still there. I don't think that's gone, and he's still moving forward. He still seems like to have a speed. Um, and I think this is just a one sided matchup. And I, I don't know. I, I like I like Ricardo there. I think it's good he took a year off. You know, recovered. He's we saw Frankie Edgar at thirty nine, thirty eight. He looked fine. Um, <laughs> I, and I think, you know, when you see it, and same thing with Frankie, and Frankie didn't take obviously a drastic step down like Ricardo Lamas is doing here, but, you know, when Frankie's not fighting 145 pound killers and top five guys and he dropped down to 135, he fared a little bit better. And I think the same thing with Ricardo here. He's taking a huge step down. This is the worst guy he's fought in what? God, I, when, when do you think he's fought someone as bad as this guy? Um, Jason Knight, I guess. No, Jason Knight's better than this guy. Um, Bendy Casimir. Yeah, oh, there Matt, we go. Matt, yeah, I don't. Do you know what happened when he fought Bendy Casimir? He, he threw a head. massive knee, and Bendy Casimir's mouth guard went into like the seventeenth row. <laughs> it is one of the greatest like mouth guard flying knockouts in the history of MMA. I like him. So yeah, I'll be. I got most of my, I haven't bet anything yet. As, as you guys know, I do that a little bit later, but, um, I, I will be, it, maybe Lamas and Martin. I don't know. That seems like that's going to be a, be a winner there. Um, so let's move on now to the quickly <laughs> to the women's flyweight division. As we have Alexa Grasso, who's hot. Yeah, I get it. Versus Yi Yon Kim. You Sean? I, I had to sprinkle on this fight. This seems way too wide. Um, oh, you gotta stop this, dude. You keep betting all these terrible plus two fifty fighters that don't have much of a chance. 
Bet on plus 200 fighters that are good. I don't think Grasso's that good. I mean, everybody was pumped on her after her koala bear win, but we, we all know the koala bear is, I'm sure her heart is barely beating. She is donezo. Um, this, the Kim throws decent volume. She's got a six inch reach advantage. I think this takes place on the feet. This has close decision written all over it. Uh, I, I think it is just a bit off. That is a big number. I put half a unit on Kim at plus 270. I put a half unit on her by decision at plus 385. I think this is just a little bit closer than what it says. Brad? <laughs> um, I know that one of these chicks has fought good fighters. Like, yes, she's lost when she's taken big steps up in competition. Like, Grasso's lost to Esparza and Tatiana Suarez and, like, way back... Uh, when she first came into the UFC, she lost to, to Felice Herrig, which wasn't a terrible loss at the time. The other one has lost to the shitty Shevchenko and <laughs> Pudzlova. The Pudzlova! Um, she has lost to terrible fighters, and the people that she's beat are... By split decision, mostly. And... <laughs> She did not, like, I actually, I don't know why I remember this fight, but she did not beat Justine Kish. She she didn't win that fight. I don't even know what the fucking Nadia Kassam is. Um, but you've got one person here that's that's been fighting consistently good competition and has been in pretty competitive fights, and one who's been fighting consistently terrible competition and has also been in pretty competitive fights. Like... They they want to get Grasso a win here, and she's probably going to get a win. Yeah, I, I'm with Brad. Um, exactly. Everything he just said. It, it, this is a, a decent fighter who's not top echelon versus a terrible fighter, and Grasso is marketable. She's a Mexican fighter. She's good-looking. They want to get her a win. This is a win. She mostly use, loses to really strong wrestlers who can take her down and who can grind her out. Um, that is not this. She, I can't think of where she's been massively outstruck in any of her fights. Um, she has pretty decent hands. Um, I think she wins this rather easily. You're, you're laying juice on Munoz versus Edgar and other fights that we'll talk about. Um, and then you're, you're going with the dog. And sprinkles. These are, these <laughs> fucking half unit plays. Who gives a fuck, Lance? Come on now. I mean, like I said, it's going to happen on the feet. I mean, if she gets 30-27, then it is what it is. <laughs> There's no way she's finishing, so it's going to decision. And maybe I'll just pray that the judges who judged that fucking Munoz fight f- watches this one. Judges oh, this so one. Kim's going to outstrike her handily? No, Grasso's going to outstrike her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving to the welterweight division, we got brutal Bobby Lawler taking on Neil Magni Medoff. R.I.P. Dick Tattoo, Sean Kerry. <laughs> New Sean? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I think I'm, I, I got suckered into a, a, a big number against a, a veteran guy, um, against a, a, a guy that, you know, throws volume. Um, this, this could look very, very boring and Lawler will just not look like he gives a fuck. Um, I think that's kind of what we saw against Colby Covington. That's a tough matchup though. Um, Covington's going for takedowns. I think that just 
shut Robbie down for some reason because he definitely just would not pull the trigger. Um, I just hope that doesn't happen here. Uh, Magni likes to kind of grind on the fence, and if if Lawler's cool with just sitting on the fence getting grinded on, then I, I guess I'll just have to eat this one. Um, I I after kind of <laughs> double thinking about this fight, I uh, I kind of donked off a little bit of what I was gonna bet on Lawler with uh, Magni by decision, just because I uh, I don't want to want what happened against Dodson to happen again. Um, Magni by decision is like minus 120. I think that's a pretty decent play if, if you're looking to bet Magni. Uh, I took Lawler, ended up two and a half units at plus 194. I still think he, like, he can throw bombs. Magni can get hit. He still has that tall guy defense. I don't think he looked great against Tony Martin. I actually thought he, he lost didn't. that fight. And he I definitely bet won him fight. in that Clearly fight. Clearly won the fight, but... <sighs> Clearly so, won say that fight. again. Magni clearly won that fight. I don't know if that's true or not. Clearly won the fight. There was I think a think... lot of people that gave that fight to <laughs> I, Tony I, Martin. I think I, you're I, thinking I, of a. I think you're thinking of a different fight. I don't know about that. I'm <laughs> double checking that, but I'm pretty sure. Like it was unanimous, but wasn't there? Yeah, like more than half the people had it for Tony Martin on fucking MMA decisions. I, I remember that being kind of See, a, a we sketchy just told decision. You, earlier, you can't trust them, Sean. Magnus I do remember that. that fight. I remember on Twitter a lot of people had Tony Martin winning that fight. I, I I'm pretty sure I kind and of we, gave it to him. Even we though were I in the Magnus. chat and people were talking about how ridiculous they were. That Martin yeah. scoring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last half of that fight was Magni just beating the shit out of him. Right. Ma- Martin had it early yes. and Magni didn't look good, and then Martin gassed and fucking Magni took over. Uh, Brad, I still, best- yes. Brad, best not look bad against Brutal Bob the first half of the fight. Yeah, because that's going to end poorly. <laughs> and that's what I'm fucking banking on, so we'll see what happens. Um, speaking of what you just said, you know, I'm I'm playing Brutal Bob straight in this fight. Um, plus 210 against the worst guy that he's fought in forever is a ridiculous number in, in this one. I... I don't get it. And Neil Magny has never been has he has he ever been this big of a favorite in his career? Like Neil Magny is yeah. the guy that he fought like, a bunch of bad guys during that big run. He was he closed against Craig White. He was minus seven seventy five. Yeah, um, against person. Johnny Hendricks, he was minus two fifty, he closed. Hendricks okay, won that so, fight. That is yep. <laughs> so <laughs> not in a, a long time. That was a You're bad getting decision. the same price on Robbie Lawler as you were against a washed version of Johnny Hendricks, who beat Neil Magny in that fight. <laughs> um, I like I could totally see Magny just holding him up against the cage and and winning an absolutely terrible decision. Uh, and just boring us all for tears. Like, I don't hate Magni. I've made a lot of money on him over the years. He's, he's been a pretty good source of income. Um, but man, this is another case where small cage, you've got a tall guy, tall guy defense. Robbie Lawler still hits like a fucking truck. Neil Magni still likes to get hit. We just saw him lose the first half of a fight to Tony Martin. And now he's more than a two to one favorite against Robbie Lawler. 
<laughs> like, yeah, he's probably going to hop around and throw a bunch of little leg kicks from the outside and, and do that sort of stuff. But honestly, it, it's not only will it only take one shot for Lawler to win this fight, he could land one or two shots and win a round with how much more significant his shots are than Neil Magny's. So I could see him definitely landing something big early to win this fight. I could also see this just turning into a striking match where Magny does not have enough room to just bounce around and, and keep distance, and they just get into exchanges. Uh, it, it might take Lawler a couple minutes to get into that range, but he's not going to gas out completely like Tony Martin did. Um, I, I think this is going to be sort of a, a phone booth type of striking battle, and I give Robbie Lawler a huge edge in that Um I think Neil Magny is going to have to resort to clinching him and holding him up against the cage. And honestly, I, I, I don't like, I, I could see it happening. There's a reason that he's favored in this fight. Robbie Lawler is older, but if he doesn't want to get held up against the cage by Neil Magny, it's not going to happen. And if that doesn't happen, he wins this fight. Yeah. And Magny doesn't have the, wrestling to just double leg Lawler and and scare him into being, you know, hesitant on the feet. Yeah, he's not gonna get taken down ten times like he did against Colby Covington. Like Yeah, I I I agree I agree with everything you guys said. I I think when you look at Robbie Lawler, like for the most part he's had decent takedown defense. Like, you know, if you look at the Johnny Hendricks fights, for example, like how 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 hard it was for Johnny Hendricks to take him down. And I think later in his career those, you know, a guy you almost have to throw out getting taken down by, you know, Colby Covington and Ben Askren late in his career and in that kind of wrestling ability. But when I look at the, the washed up test, right, that, that we just talked about is, is his chin gone? No. That's always the first one, right? Is chin gone? No. Is his offensive output gone? I, I, I don't think so. You might say that after Maybe. the Covington fight, <laughs> but Covington overwhelmed him so quickly. And you can't really you can't compare a Colby Covington to yes, Colby Covington doesn't have big power, but he doesn't throw shots like Magny. Colby Covington just lands and lands and lands and lands and pushes and pushes and pushes in that pace. I think he just I think he just put it on him so quickly that Robbie didn't know what to do. And I don't see that in this in this fight. I think I, I think he's Maggie's not gonna be able to take him down. I think it's gonna be, you know, try to push him against the cage a little bit, but you know, I think Robbie's going to separate and throw. I think Robbie knows where he's at in his career right now. He knows he's just going to throw bombs, and he's always done that, but even even more so, I think, in this fight. And he's facing a guy that doesn't give him much on the feet. He's he's not going to be scared of his power. Um, Robbie's going to be able to be very aggressive, and Maggie's not the best wrestler. And you know, he's faced guys recently in in, in Waller where you have really good wrestling. At you know, Colby Covington, Ben Askren, Rafael dos Anjos, like. You know, those guys are very strong, strong wrestlers. And now he's facing a guy that doesn't have, he gets him taken, but he doesn't have great wrestling. So I think Robbie's going to be able to bite down his mouthpiece here and just throw a lot of shots. So I, I'm also on Brutal Bob here and, and this is the Munich bet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we washed out on, on the last couple, but Br- Brutal Bob here, this is right, this is right in our wheelhouse. Um, oh, yeah. old, older fighter, yep. big number. So this is the Munich play of the week, and we will both be on brutal Bobby Lawler. Um, moving up now to the main event, as we go to the light heavyweight division, as we have Anthony Smith taking on Alexander Rakic. Sean. So I've never been a fan of Anthony Smith, 
Uh, I, I know he has yeah. some some big wins. It, it seems like to me, if if he's fighting the better guys in that division, the way he usually wins is being there, not getting too fucked up, and then the guy you're fighting gasses and he get snatches some wins. Good on him. I mean that 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 he's a very durable guy. As we saw in the Glover fight, he was still getting just murdered in the fifth round. Um, as for skills, like he looked decent in the first round against Glover, but I, as we know, Glover Glover takes a little while to get the, the can't count that fight the engine going. Um, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Unfair. He, he got fucked up in that Glover fight, and that was in Everyone May. Did. So that this isn't that long ago. Um, I know it took a lot to finally get him out of there. So I'm not too sure if Rockich actually gets him out of there. The small cage, I definitely think, helps Rockich. I think the three rounds helps Rockich because I don't think he's going to gas. He actually has pretty good volume in, in the third round. So I, I, I think, I don't know how good Rockich is. I thought he won that decision against Uzdemir. I think it was pretty close. Um, he's got very good, uh, striking. I, I don't think this is going to hit the ground too much and, I give a fairly big edge on the feet. He's he's very he's a lot more useful. Uh Anthony Smith has 48 fights. He's only 32. That is a lot of fights in a short amount of time. And he has taken a lot of punishment, especially recently. Uh I just had to pay, take a small play on Rockich. I got minus 240. I laid it for a unit. I I think I think this is this is going to be a uh a good good fight for Rockich. This is he's got a lot stuff, a lot of stuff going for him in this in this matchup. Brad, I don't disagree with what Sean says. Uh, I I definitely think that the three rounds favors Rockich in this fight. Uh, it would be interesting to see if it was five, but apparently it was the, Smith the, who said. Yeah, the, that's the weird thing. Um, <laughs> So obviously he probably took some time off after that clever fight and maybe just wasn't able to get his cardio quite back to, to where it usually is, which is, I don't want to say good, um, but he, he's more effective at doing things when he's tired than most guys are, especially most guys at 205. Um, and I think he's going to have to rely on that in this fight as well, uh, I've been kind of going back and forth because, like you said, <laughs> you're not a fan of Anthony Smith. I've never really been a fan of Smith either. Uh, I've never thought he's a particularly good fighter. His run to the title shot was one of the most shocking things that I've seen in MMA um, for a guy who used to be like strike force journeyman. Um, back in the day and just losing to guys left, right, and center back on the, the regional scene. Um, so it's very surprising to see him actually turn into a competent fighter. But Rakic, and he's not that good either. Like, uh, there's a, a guy earlier on the card who I think, in Ankalaev, who I think is a much better light heavyweight prospect than Rakic. And that guy is getting an easier fight than Rakic is getting. And the line is almost the same. Um, so I think Rakic is a little bit more limited. He's getting a tougher fight. It's his first really sort of big spot in the UFC. 
Uh, I could see Smith keeping this competitive and, and maybe taking over a little bit late. And, you know, I, I know that uh, Lance loves my, my losing bets on uh, props and stuff. Um, but I think he would even have to agree that Anthony Smith round three at plus 2,500 is a tempting one. That is not bad. That is not bad at all. Right. Uh, so I might be my pick in the fight is round three finish. (laughs) That that's how he gets it done. Um, so I haven't fully committed to betting Smith just because I, I still don't think he's that good. Um, but I did sprinkle on that plus 2,500 because that's just a, an absurd number. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm more with Brad than, than Sean on this one. Mr. Lay the big chalk on really tough competitive fights in main events. Uh, broken. He, the garage weight champion broke this motherfucker, literally and figuratively. Anthony Smith has gotten beat up so many times. It's nothing to him. He gets he gets beat up a lot. Um, he always gets beat up. Um, he did. He got beat up by a random intruder. Um, I, I like Anthony Smith here. I don't think Rockage is very good. Um, I, I think this is a massive step down from Anthony Smith in, in who he's been fighting the last few years. If you look at you know all the top competition he's fighting, um, and every time we think he's he's going to lose and he, he fights a new guy, he wins. He, he wins that fight, and I think this is another case of that. I think, I think on the feet, I think he might be a little bit overmatched, but I think he's going to make this one dirty like he does. I think he's going to push him against the cage. I think he's going to land some knees. I think he drags this one to the ground, and I think he just absolutely brutalizes him on the ground. Um, I think we're going to see some ground and pound. I think we're going to see some big elbows. So I, I think he, I think here we either see a ground and pound finish, uh, just too many elbows, too many punches, or I think Rockets kind of gives up his back on purpose um, and gets choked to death. So I, I like Anthony Smith here. Uh, I definitely am playing him. I'm thinking about kind of splitting it up where the inside the distance is plus 450. Um, yeah, the round three maybe. <laughs> um, the inside the distance is plus 450 here, which Anthony Smith has finished like 95% of his fights, um, most of them being three-round fights. So I was, I'm kind of surprised, surprised that he's plus 450 when it's plus 230 on the money line. So I might split that up, might put a unit on, on the money line and then a unit on the, the inside the distance. Cause I think Anthony Smith inside the distance plus 450 versus a guy like this is, is strange. So do like Anthony Smith a, a good bit here. So that'll do it, um, for this week's show. Uh, fun show this week. A lot of fights to talk about. Um, Okay, Carr, there's a few good fights this Saturday, but better than nothing. So um, any final words from, from you fellas? Jeremy is putting down his foot and says he wants to come on the next episode and finally continue the saga of the best bro hugs Atlanta story. We always talk about it forever. Next week's card's pretty trash. I mean, it's it's kind of been that way the last three weeks, so uh, it wouldn't be a bad time to, to get him on and, and make us laugh. Black lives matter. Bro hugs matter. Bro hugs do matter. So that'll do it for this week. Thank you for listening. We always really appreciate it. Um, We'll be back next week to recap this. Possibly Jeremy. Look at next week's card. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Mom of the year.